Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. just asked me if he had a choice after I asked him if he was ready. I said no, because it's time for another episode of Aussie Tech It. It's episode 420 for those of you who are counting, and it is for the week of the, uh, including the 15th of January, 2015. Yes, another, another week is here. And where am I? I'm not even on the screen. Will, you just got a picture of Will. Where's, where's our director? Sack that director. <laughs> What's going on? All right, we are just me and Will tonight. How you going, Will? Hey, mate. What's been happening? It's uh, been bloody hot. That's what it's been. It has been. It'd be hot out there in Ippy. Many midges out oh, there. horrible. You get midges out there in Ipswich? Um, no, actually. They reckon there's mozzies and stuff on their way, but so far, so good. Hmm. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, just me and you. Shane is on leave. Uh, Warlock is working. And who's the other one? Eric is on holidays. Everyone's having holidays except us two, Will. What's going on My there? boss is on holidays too. <laughs> oh, what's going on? You, you get holidays in the battery game, do you? He does. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so we are always brought to you by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. You can find that at athwebhosting.com.au and just uh, you know scour around that website and look for some great hosting deals. Uh, from five ninety five a month, but look seriously, you probably want to do the seven ninety five. That's probably gives you the most, uh, the, the best value. I, I would imagine just for a little website if you're trying to get started, or if you even got a, an existing website you want to port over. Just uh, it's all good stuff. All right, uh, what else? What? Where do we start? How about with Presto? How about we start with that? Yes, they're finally arriving. Uh, we've got Presto, we've got Netflix, we've got Stan. First out of the blocks, Presto. Now, apparently, from my information, is this is launching in January 18. This is what I've read. I don't know about you, Will, which I asked you before, and you go, hey, Presto, what? Well, I'm looking it up now, and you can sign up now. So You can sign up now. Uh, so we've got some deals uh, from them. What do we got here? Nine ninety nine a month for some TV, and I think it's where are where let's go. Uh, it's nine it's nine ninety nine nine ninety nine a month for movies and it's fourteen ninety nine a month for movies and TV. Right. And there's a middle one, isn't there? I thought there was three. Well that's what I thought, but I just but just gave me the two just then. <laughs> well how do we go? Hang on. So do we not want to log in? Let's have a look. There was three. I looked at this before. Yeah, I, well I looked at it earlier and there was three and I'm just, I can't find the third one now. It's only giving me those two, so I don't know. Who knows what happens on I that. love the fact that it says down the bottom here, Presto requires an internet connection, data and compatible device. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, apparently my my further investigations have me believe that, uh, yeah, this is only uh, SD. Well, it would be. It's streaming and you don't want any more than that on Australian internet. Well, uh, Stan is apparently HD. Yeah, but nobody can use it. 
<laughs> yeah, unless if you're right on top of uh, Stan. If the only thing I have <laughs> against Presto is it's Foxtel. Well, Foxtel Channel 7. But does it, why does that matter? Because I can't stand Foxtel because they're a rip-off bunch of bastards. That's why. Yeah. Oh, there we go. But um, there we go. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so you got Presto Entertainment, fourteen ninety nine, which is the movies and TV. Presto Movies. Oh, okay. So you can either do Presto Movies by itself or TV by itself for nine ninety nine. But look, it looks like it's got a fair little uh, little library. Not 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 uh, probably the biggest library you've seen in the in the world. But anyway, go and have a look at that. It's anyway, it's, it's presto.com.au. Uh, hopefully, when it launches, we'll have more information, and uh, we'll all know what it's all about then, won't we? It's not too bad, but it hasn't. It does, the weird part is, it's got some. Like you look through TV shows, and it's got stuff I've never heard of before, and then it's got stuff that you would think it would have that it doesn't. Like it's got Sex in the City, but it doesn't mm. have Friends, or yeah. Seinfeld, or you know what I mean. Like it's, it's got things like Dexter, but it doesn't have um, Elementary and things like that. So it, it's bizarre the way. It doesn't have a lot of range, actually. I'm looking now. It actually has very little, to be honest, and especially in a TV show. Oh, look, they've got uh, The Good Wife. That's good. Um, the Newsroom. <laughs> the, don't you like The Good Wife, Will? It's got Wentworth. No comment. Um, yeah, so you can tell that it's probably... Hey, it's got Yo Gabba Gabba, right? That's it. I'm buying it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I think like, the, these... Like, you know, I think the thing is, is that when it actually... When all three launch, apparently stands ten dollars a month, and you've got uh, the other one. Netflix is going to be about ten bucks a month. So, if you wanted to sign up for the whole three, you got thirty bucks a month. Pretty much going to be covering all your bases, and I'm not sure what Foxtel is going to do then, but uh, we'll, we'll soon find out, won't we? Well, as I said, they own Presto, so they're, you know, I guess that's probably part of the reason why they've just got the rights to most of our supercar rounds and stuff like that for Foxtel now. So. Mm. So maybe as yeah. Presto evolves, do you think as it, as as it um come as it grows, that maybe they're going to start pushing some of the sport to it? That'd be good. Well, That'd I don't great. know. I mean, how long have TV stations had multiple channels for? And it's only been the last twelve months they're actually playing different things on different channels. So, mm. you know, it's going to be one of those things. I think that's so we start. Grading. It's going to be a grading theory, but going to fall apart in practice thing again. As, uh, as it gets closer to all these launches, apparently Stan and Netflix is a, a March launch, I think. Uh, so it's kind of like with the Presto, it's all, you know, you can stream it to your phone, then you can Chromecast or you can Apple TV it, uh, stuff like that. Uh, but you do need an internet connection. And I think, I, th- I read somewhere that the, mo- the, the minimum you need is about three meg down, which um, I don't know. Well, it is SD, yeah, I suppose. And, and it, well, it depends. I mean, it depends if you want it to stream instantly or if you don't mind a buffering. Mm-hmm. Um, like SD, standard def, yeah, 3 meg would be sufficient to stream instantly. Um, but th- there's no way that HD would, you know, you'd have to be on at least, you'd think, for reasonable HD. Like YouTube, YouTube HD 720, it's, mm. so I think it recommends 10 or 15 meg down minimum. Yeah, so it's fair income streaming. It's not a T-Box where it uh, will will download and then play. This is just fair income streaming. If you've got crap internet, uh, you, you, you're going to crap out. But all right. Okay, let's move off from that. But uh, I just thought I'd let you know because we've been talking about it for a little while and one of them is finally, finally going to launch. So keep an eye out for that. Presto.com.au. Uh, what, what sort of info have you got, Will? What did you come up with this week? Anything exciting? Um. A couple of things. I was just, 
interesting uh, little side effect happened yesterday, but I think that's in your show notes, so we'll, we'll get on to that. But there's a few things. Speaking of internet, um, there's a couple that have just sort of struck my attention. One is that the NBN Co., you know that... Oh, that thing? Yeah, the thing yeah. that started seven, <laughs> eight years ago. Yeah, that one. It died, apparently, didn't it? Apparently, they're doing a rollout of something. I don't know. Um, of carpets in the new offices. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's what they're doing. But apparently now they've now implemented, after they've been going for seven years or something, they've actually implemented a way to determine what sort of connection you're going to get. Right. Um, so it's it's a really long, long-winded story and quite complicated. Even if you look at their, uh, their processing, the NBN Co. It's actually on their website. You can go to the NBN Co. and you can find the... Um, what they call the M- MTM planning process. Um, but basically, it goes through and it says define the GER model. So, define reference for premises, distribution area, um, you know, then model cost and revenue, which basically means estimate revenues associated with these technologies, how much it's going to cost them to roll out to that area. Mm. Optimize the technology. So, is there an existing infrastructure in place or do we have to create a new one? If so, what's that going to cost? Yep. Uh, apply a financial model. So, calculate detailed costs and key metrics, blah, 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 and then deliver outputs to MBN stakeholders. So, create an output data set, adequately describe rollout. So, basically, if you've got ADSL, uh, cable, um, dial-up, you're probably about as good as it's going to get. Really? That well, that's rubbish. <laughs> that's pretty much the way this is looking. Like they're basically saying, um, you know, when they first rolled it out, they're like, "Oh, everyone's going to be on a hundred meg." Okay, yeah, that's that, that was pretty much what the idea was when they first rolled it out. Um, according now, recently, according to this one here, uh, there's another like within that. There's a statistic saying average peak connection speed um, where our average connection speed for Australia wide is actually dropped in Q Q two of two thousand and fourteen. We were actually at um, uh, what's it say? We we're actually at um, for about thirty, uh, about forty um, meg was our average yeah. for for the country. Right in Q three two thousand and fourteen, that actually dropped to. Um, 30, 34, 33. So it actually dropped <laughs> the average with all this rollout of the NBN and, mm. and the infrastructure behind that. We're dr- still um, dropping. We've actually dropped speeds. Yeah, it's, <laughs> look, I'm just looking at we're just looking at the NBN site there, and the only thing that changes with the NBN is their website. Fair income. Every time yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> every time I go there, it's a it's a different site. It's, see, it, we're it now we're now rated in the world. We are forty seventh. Yeah, well, that's rubbish. And that's only on connections um, that are over four meg per second. Oh, sorry, that's our connections over four meg of sec. So in that we're forty seventh, right? And then of that, the connections that are over four meg is sixty six percent. Right, right. So sixty six percent of the people in Australia who have our internet have mm. less than four megabit a second. Mm-hmm. That's pretty slow, uh, especially then comes with it's not only the the, the down, but they're probably getting about point eight up as well. Well, that's it. That. I mean, that's the down. No, that's that's like yeah. the fast part of it. <laughs> so, what's your internet you know, been doing up there? Because you're on Optus, aren't you? I'm on cable. Um, yeah. um, you know, it's it's not too bad. The um, 
I generally average about, uh, you know, I generally average about 100 meg down and one and a half up. But that's tested to Brisbane or Melbourne. Yes. Um, <laughs> once you actually, you know, go outside the country, of course, it just completely falls apart. Um, mm. In fact, while we're doing this, I can actually do a speed test right now. And whilst we're chatting, you can actually see what, uh, what my speed test is actually getting. Um, so you'll see if I will go to a where are we going? We're going to Brisbane, I think. Yeah, we're doing a Brisbane server. Um, keep in mind that I am streaming video to to you as well, but that won't affect the, the download really. It will only affect the upload a little bit. So, like you can so, do, you can do these. Wow, that's slow. Yeah, that's getting a bit slow. Will? That's horrid. I bet you again, I'm going to have to ring them and yell at them because they've taken the speed pack off again. What are they? What are they, that just drops off? Does it every month? <laughs> every <laughs> month. You love it. <laughs> so that means it. my upload's probably going to be pushing maybe a meg at best. And this is what I'm always saying: when for what we do, we need upload. Yeah, well, that's right. We don't need download so much. I'd be happy with twenty meg down. That'd be sufficient. But I want twenty meg up. Mm. It's not even a meg. It's point eight six. Now we just <sighs> yeah. So. Uh, Oh, yeah, look, that's mine there coming in at 100. That's not too bad. Well, that's what mine was just uh, like three days ago when I tested it. Mm. <laughs> so in the last three days, my speed pack's dropped off again. Thank you, Optus, for nothing. Look, if you want to uh, ch text test your own uh, internet, just go to speedtest.net and you'll get the, the you'll get the site and you can just pick a server anywhere in the world and see how fast your, your speed is. It's, it's sort of not real-world speed. But it's uh, it gives you an an indication of um, of what's happening. With you know, the speed. thing is, as I was saying, if you go to speed test, but if you go to somewhere else, so instead of going to Brisbane, if I randomly pick, let's say somewhere that you know stuff's hosted, I don't know, where's somewhere California? There we go. You know, a lot of there's a lot of tech companies in California, so California itself has fantastic internet and sites hosted in California. There. You know gaming sites and gaming businesses and, and all that, they're going to have great internet. Mm. Um, but it's getting there. It's, it's but, um, <clears throat> So that's a bit slow there. That's a bad ping. That's going to be hundreds. 190. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And two meg, two meg down. <laughs> so maybe they want to throw in another cable under the ocean or something. Or four. The yeah. ironic part is my upload speed is exactly the same. <laughs> it's... So I can upload to California at the same speed I can upload to Brisbane. Well, look, if um, <laughs> if the UK's got any, if the Prime Minister over there in the UK gets re-elected, if he's got anything to do with internet speed, it'll be uh, why would you want the internet? Well, not really that drastic, but he want they it's want not to far off it. Yeah, they want to ban WhatsApp, iMessage, and all those little you know communication apps. Apparently, they because they're encrypted, no one can decrypt them. Therefore, not the uh, special secret service and all those. Sort of guys can't listen in. Mm. So um, Apple, iMessage, and FaceTime software both use end-to-end -end <coughs> encryption to maintain the security of the user's communication. WhatsApp also operates in the same way. Uh, so Snapchat is less secure, but due to the self-destructive nature of the transmissions, it's still pretty difficult to monitor what's happening to the network. Now, I initially thought that, okay, you know, 
yeah, give them a give the government a key or something, you know, or, or approach Apple or whatever and say we want to get. Oh a- yeah, I want to trust government with all the secret but data. That's, yeah, that's that's exactly. Yeah, what I that's right. Do. That's what entered my mind next because they, they haven't had a, any really a good track record of keeping. Because secrets. no government anywhere in the last week's been hacked by anybody. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, and look, they can't if there's a key created, the key is out there. If you know what I mean, right. like it's so obviously it's. I don't know. Uh, so therefore, do you ban all these things? Look, I'd, I'd be leaning. No, no you deal no, with it, get right. over it, and move on. Yeah, that's what you, you do. Yeah. So there's be no different uh, uh, than uh, what writing letters to each other, and they're not opening all the mail. So you know, if they're going down that same track, open all the mail. Yeah, <laughs> you think they don't open the mail? You're not. Yeah, you live forty years ago. They're not opening every, um, every everyone's mail, are they? They can't. Only, yeah, no, they're not doing that. But anyway, um, but that, that's the story. So they get he's pretty serious about it. So that'd be interesting to see if that would actually happen. I'm yet to have a package come from overseas. Mm. Whether it's any anything at all, I'm yet to have anything that hasn't been opened. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and I've even had stuff come from Melbourne to here that's been opened. Oh, oh well, adults so. are us. What about that stuff? Uh, yeah, that normally goes <laughs> missing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fair idea what people can do with it. Um, but speaking of internet, uh, yes. Obama's going the complete opposite way. Obama's decided that um, he's ending a law in, or ending laws in most of the states and basically saying there, there, was, there was laws in place saying that um, uh, people can't basically start up their own ISP. You know, it's only for telcos to do that. Yep. Um, but basically those laws... Proposed, he's proposing those laws get scrapped so that basically anybody um, who has means can start up their own ISP. That'd be good. Now, that all sounds fine and dandy. Of course, um, you know, AT&T, Comcast, Time Warner Cable, they don't really like it so much. No. Um, and of course, Funnily they've enough. got their high-power lawyers on the case saying, you can't do that. And he's like, well, why not? And I say, because it might hurt our business models. Like, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, but like <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. So basically he's saying, you know, he, the, the, what they're doing is they're going to change. Currently, the way it works over there um, is the internet is not classified as a utility. So therefore, it can only be done by somebody who's licensed to do it. Um, but basically what they want to do is they're going to classify it as a, as a utility which makes it a basic public service like water, electricity, gas, uh, all that sort of stuff. And anybody who – you still need a license and you still need the proper equipment mm. but it's not restricted to you know X, X people only can do it. Um, so it'll be good. I mean in all honesty, if you think somebody like Netflix, they're going to go, well, hey, why don't we'll do we start it. our own internet? Yeah. You know, so. But what um, backbone do they use? Though they got to, isn't what's what's the backbone over there? Is it Comcast or something? They've got all. Well, it depends on where. See, it's, that's the thing too. It's so splintered um, at the moment, and that's part of the reason they're doing this. See, the way it works, and and it works the same here. Telstra technically owns all the lines, and then Optus, um, you know, Dodo, TPG, whoever. Yes. Um, well, Optus rent part of those lines and then people like TPG and Dodo rent off Optus mm. and yet ironically are still cheaper. Um, mm. So mm. basically the same thing's probably going to happen. Like if Comcast put all the cable in that area, Comcast probably still owns the cable 
but then you would have the op. They they basically instead of saying, no, you can't rent this cable off us. We own it. Too bad. Go away. They won't be able to do that. They'll say yes. You know, it, it has to be legislated. It's a fair a fair tier, you know, tier, uh, bulk pricing, um, and we basically will sell you our bulk pricing. Um, you know, and then you load share on other networks at peak times and things like that. So um, the infrastructure is in place. So theoretically, the startup costs will be pretty minimal. What I don't understand is why these big corporations are cracking the sads about it. Okay, there's going to be more competition, but they're going to have to do a lot less work and they're going to make a lot more money because they're renting more data and more usage to these other companies and they're not doing the work to do it. I want to know when do we in Australia get to a point in time and say, okay, when do bandwidth costs start coming down? Or have they ever come <laughs> down? You know, like... Oh, they have come down. I mean, but once again, it depends. Look at Telstra. They own everything and they're the most expensive. The yes. net for the most part is horrible. Um, generally, unless you're in a specific area, like their cable's okay, but their ADSL's just as bad as everyone else's. Um they're prone to dropouts and they're incredibly expensive for a small amount of data. Mm. You get somebody like TPG or Dodo or AAPT or any of those, they're cheap. You get a lot of data. Okay, you're restricted to ADSL too. You can't get cable through those other companies. But 90% of the population probably doesn't require cable. ADSL too is more than sufficient. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you get the other extreme where you get places such as Evans Head, for example, or down where Milo lives down in um, Nowra there, and basically nobody cares. They're still charging for an internet that there is no structure. But this is the thing with then what the way this is structured is somebody in Nowra would be able to go, okay, I'm going to start up an ISP and I'm going to tie into the Telstra backbone, which is the, the exchange, and then I'm going to lay my own cable and everybody's going to have cable in that. So a startup will be able to actually create infrastructure in a place there isn't or they might put a big 4G tower up and go, okay, I'm going to run a backbone to the 4G tower and then I'm going to charge X amount of money for everybody to access that tower. So mm. that's sort of how it works. Yeah, I can't see why they can't, you know, the government can't open up the sewers, you know, that old chestnut, that old plan. You know, it's okay, well, let's open up the sewers. If you want to run some cables through them, run them. And, yeah, just have some competition for wires in this joint. All right, well, let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, well, they did that, but then they banned it. Like, yeah. there was that company in Brisbane who was going to run all the... Because a lot of Brisbane has abandoned gas lines yeah, uh, right. from years ago, back when it used to be on city gas, and it's not anymore. There's gas lines everywhere. There's a lot of obviously sewer lines and stuff running. And this old this company wanted to go, hey, we're going to run it through the existing infrastructure and save your fortune. Yeah. And the government, oh, we don't know about that. No, you better not because we don't understand it. Go away. Was that? Yeah, that was probably the last government though, wasn't it? They, they probably, oh, should, they should probably it should. Doesn't make any difference if it's not the government's idea and they don't understand it. They're not going to. They're not going to go for it if it's not going to no. benefit them directly in the next three years. They don't want to know about it. Well, I've got something that you must understand. Now, you've got to understand this, otherwise it could cause you a lot of grief. And it's yeah. these emails that come through, uh, you know, from the Office of State Revenue New South Wales telling you you got a, a speed and fine, <laughs> or from the Australia Post and there's a parcel to pick up. Yeah. Look, I've, I've seen a couple of these. And what happens is that they're, they're, they're um, infections. And uh, they're malicious, malicious messages. They're not obviously... They're Melissa Melissa messages. <laughs> Melissa's messaging yeah. you. You better answer it. <laughs> She's got a lot to answer for that, Melissa. Now, after... after uh, <laughs> I was going to read that. <laughs> I thought that word was something else. 
<laughs> it was either pretending. I thought it might have. <laughs> I won't say it, but I thought it was another word starting with P. Oh, uh, anyway, and there's another word after that's dodgy. Anyway, malicious messages either pe- pretending to be penal notices from the New South Wales government or veiling themselves of shipping information from Australia Post. Now, links within the messages direct users uh, to malicious pages, then ask them to download files by entering the capture code. So it all looks, you know, ridgy didge. And uh, then you unzip this file and then bang, all your data files have uh, been encoded and you've got to send them $500 to get the key to decrypt them. And who's going to send them $500? Um... Sonia's boss. No, no. Twice. No. Because she had her external hard drive plugged into the system that she locked down and then decided, oh, I need to get the data off that hard drive. Here, let me plug it into the main administrator computer. Oh, dear, oh, dear. (laughs) Dear, oh, dear. So she lost everything. So needless to say, she paid to get her computer unlocked. Oh, right. It didn't work. So then she paid to get the administrator computer unlocked and... That didn't work. Yes. So then she paid um, a tech to come and fix both the computers up. And By fixed, formatting? Um, fix Son- yeah, basically, basically. Fixed Sonia's computer first so Sonia could do her work mm. and went onto her computer and then she decided that she really needed to get something off the external hard drive again oh. and plugged it back in again. So oh. it cost her in a matter of a couple of hours about three grand. Dear, oh dear. And she still doesn't understand what happened. Oh, well, you know. You so, can needless leave. to say, she, the external hard drive got taken off her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I reckon and so. Her, all the other computers are locked down and she goes, oh, I might need access to that. So, well, if you need access to it, you can do it when I'm here because you're not getting access to it outside work hours. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. So, we've locked the boss out of everyone's computer. Yeah, so um, so if you get anything like that, and I suppose once it's in the in your computer, and as Will says, it's on your external hard drive, it's a, it's a wonder if it didn't de- uh, encrypt the external hard drive at the same time. Well, like, it, like it just, no, I, I don't think it did. I don't think it encrypted it, but it did infect it. Well, the crypto locker, as far as I know, I thought I thought the crypto locker went, went looking for networks and yeah, and all well, that sort of stuff. Well, there is no net. They don't, they're not on a network there, thankfully. Yeah, every that, computer's every computer's localized, thankfully. But yeah, I was surprised I wasn't on the external hard drive either, unless it actually was. And when she's plugged into the other computer, it's mm. spread to that computer. But this penal notice looks rather, uh, rather real. Like it's um, you know, I've it, never had anybody notice my penal. It goes. Uh, <laughs> how many penal notices do you get? Like it goes. <laughs> One would be sufficient, you'd think. <laughs> Why would, what, what would they say on this notice? You know, <laughs> anyway. We've noticed your penal. It needs adjusting. Please come and see us. <laughs> you need to register that thing. Now. <laughs> yeah, it's more than three inches. It's a concealed weapon. Here's your notice. Now, here's a, it goes on and says a 0.4% card payment fee. It goes on and says blah, blah, blah. It, it looks fair, Ingham. It looks so good. But I suppose you just don't download this sort of stuff, do you? Yeah. Like, you well, she got to... done with the uh, the tax one. Oh, yeah. Well, there's the tax office right. owes you $5,000. Please send us all your details. So now tell me, so well, it mustn't have been the crypto locker because there was a a, a patch or there was a cure for that. Uh, yeah, but that would involve, you know, using it. Using what? <laughs> the, the, cu- the, the fix. Yes. No, didn't well, you? You just typed, you, you uploaded a file to a website. Yeah, I know. I'm fully aware of how you do it. Yeah. And but that, uh, it didn't work either. When she's already sent money to them and mm. they still haven't sent her the thing, and then 
God didn't find out about this until that night after she'd already done all the thing and apparently the, the so-called computer tech that they use doesn't even know how to turn a computer on most of the time. Well, where were you, Will? I was oh. at work. And Son rang me. I said, what do you mean to do about it? I'm at work. I said, leave it. I'll do it tonight. Yeah, so yeah, in that in that in that phone call period of time, it was a three thousand dollar conversation. Mm. Now, uh, look, I've got a, a story. I don't know why it even is a story. I, I brought it up because of it being a story, not because of <laughs> the content of the story. But let, let's get to that uh-huh. in a second. I just want to tell you about the facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. Don't forget that. Uh, get some apps. Free apps, iOS apps, uh, each day. Uh, well, most days, if I if I remember, and if I uh, find something good, I'll, I'll post it there. Normally, you pay for them, but if you download them that day, that you'll be right. And also the AussieTechRadio.com. Well, it's been it's been going quite good. It's been um it's been increasing in traffic. I, I watched it the other night. There was a few people over you know overseas in some mid USA listening. Yeah, I was surprised at how many overseas listeners we get on that. Yeah, so you've been in and had a look at the stats. Uh, not in the last couple of weeks, but yeah, just and you go in and have a general oversight and you look mm. at the breakup list and it's quite surprising. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going where, where some of them come from. It's going good. So thanks to everyone that listens to that uh, because you might even be listening on the Aussie Tech Radio now because we are on the AussieTechRadio.com along with the Aussie Max Zone and along with the, uh, the old geek farts and of the. <laughs> Four old fart geeks, your choice. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> and the, uh, and the uh, Obsidian, Obsidian Loft. Loft, that's right. So we'll just quick, quickly tell us about the, the old fart geeks. All right, so basically this came about through over the years um, doing random podcasts, Talkback Tech, uh, Android Podcast, this one, uh, even Obsidian Loft. We found ourselves getting distracted very easily and talking about things the way they used to be in the old days and old technology we had, how it worked, what it used to do, how much it used to cost, how much was involved in making it work. Um, and basically, we decided myself and Warlock and other people, I mean, I'm lining up other guests for that as well. Um, we've been around technology. I mean, he's been around for 10 years longer than I have, but we've basically grew up around technology from Commodore 64 era onwards, but we have at some point dabbled with older technology as well. So we thought, oh, well, let's just do a show about it. We're just, it's not scripted. It's not rehearsed. There's no, um, no show notes, no nothing. Everything that goes into it's live on the fly. Uh, any little graphics and updates you see, if we can't grab them while we're actually talking about it, Warlock will go through and edit them in later so you get an idea of what we're talking about. The video podcast is handy for that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of fun. We enjoy doing it. And if you are interested, if you have been around technology for a lot of years or used to be around technology in the early days and got out of it or whatever, feel free to drop us a line. Um, you can contact us on those tech heads or, or however you want to get a hold of us, uh, Twitter, whatever. And, um, you know... Come and have a show with us and have a chat for, for, for half an hour and kick back and enjoy yourself. Now, with Obsidian Loft, I've got the yep. the kids are starting to play their Minecraft on the Xbox now. Yep. And I bought them the Doctor Who skins. Can oh, yeah. You, can you get the Doctor Who on the uh, on the computer version? Yeah, with the new updates, which is coming out in the next version, I believe, uh, skins will be universal. So once you've right. got them on, on whatever skin you're using on one platform, we'll, we'll cross Mojinate into another platform. Um, and if you've got an account on one, say you've got an account on the Xbox, then you won't need to purchase an account on the PC. It'll just all it'll just all work together. Um, at the moment, just it's ninety five percent implemented, but there's a few little things they've got to fix. Um, but it'll be good because it means you know the games will be different. Obviously, the servers are going to be different for now. They will eventually incorporate all that, but at the moment, you know, if you log into a bo- uh, server on PlayStation or Xbox or PC, they're all going to be different to each other. 
there is a there is a, a re recoding underway to make them all cross platform so that no matter what device you're playing on, you can load up the same server, play the same mm. game with the same friends from anywhere. So, are they? Do you think Microsoft is going to stop uh, you guys being able to have your own server? Or do you think that they're not worrying about that sort of They've stuff? They've kind of... See, now, just before... And we knew something was suspicious. People who, who were into Minecraft knew something was up about a month before the transaction actually took place because Mojang, for the first time in the history of the company, actually started enforcing their EULA. Now, they'd never done that before. And technically, in the EULA, you cannot charge for add-ons. You cannot charge for things like... Um, you know, skin packs or for special items you can't get in the game any other way or, mm. um, you know, colored text or, or you know, uh, special effects, that sort of thing. You would normally not, you know, you would charge for that. So you'd be premium used on the server, you'd pay you five bucks a month or whatever, you get, you know, ability to fly and something else. Under their EULA, you weren't actually allowed to charge for that. But what they did was they just sort of turned a blind eye to it. About a month before the transaction to Microsoft took over, they actually started enforcing that. And the servers who were charging premium packages for things that affected gameplay, so not different, not necessarily things like um, colored text in your chat and things like that, but things like the ability to fly, things like items that aren't craftable or are very, very difficult to craft, they actually started cracking down and saying, no, you can't do this. And technically under the EULA, you can't. So Microsoft... Just before Microsoft took over, they bought out their own thing called Realms. And Realms is effectively Mojang, who owns, well, still develops for Minecraft. Um, that's their version of paid servers. Mm. So you're quite, you can now pay to have a Realms server. So they're not directly saying we're not going to let you charge for this server but they are doing things like there's a, a uh, there's some some things called like bucket is one of them and it allows you to control the way a server operates it allows you to put security measures in place anti-griefing that sort of stuff well they've basically written bucket out of the code so the new version of Minecraft does not support the bucket server mm. so yeah it's so what about so you've still got your know. server running we your still have the server we have this uh, obsidian loft obsidianloft.com server um, which is running a modified um, Dark Trilogy mod pack. It's not the standard vanilla one. It's actually a modified one. Um, and we have to, you know, it's whitelisted. So if you would do go to obsidianloft.com, go there, ask for whitelisting or check out your profile. And if you want to be approved, you can be. Can um, you log in, Can you it, log into that through uh, the Xbox with the Xbox? Um, probably not yet because it hasn't been, it hasn't been done just yet. Right. You'll be able to go to the website and you'll be able to sign in to the engine website, but as yet you won't be able to access our server with that. Um, but we have to, even though because we are playing a modified version, we have to constantly tweak the packs to get them to work every time there's a patch release because they're slowly writing out all these things and making it more and more difficult for things to start working. So, mm. well, we'll see I don't what happens. know if Microsoft are completely against people running their servers, but they're certainly not making it easy. Well, it'd probably take away, because at the moment, the only way to join up, say, on the Xbox is you've got to be a member of Xbox Live to be able to join in with other people. Yeah, that's So right. they probably want to continue to push people to Xbox Live because, well, I don't, I don't think it's, well, I'm not a big gamer. Oh. And even for the kids, I don't think it, what, it's 120 bucks a year. I think that's too much. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't, really? Is it that much? Wow. I, I think so. It's about 12 bucks a month. I don't know. I don't, I don't have one, but I mean, yeah. I, I paid 30 bucks for my Minecraft account and that's the most I pay for a game. <laughs> Yeah, like so, I think although I've got four Minecraft accounts, but look, one hundred twenty dollars um, a year, I know is not is not a lot of money, 
But I mean, I, to me, I just think that's rude. I mean, especially if you're, <laughs> like, for much. example, if you're only playing Minecraft where it is a $30 once off purchase, if you then have to continue to pay 10 or $12 a month to play that game, that's a bit rude. Mm. Mm. You know, whereas well, on a PC, you buy it once, you log on to the server, you set. So I can kind of understand Microsoft's, Microsoft's reluctance to change that. But at the same time, how much more money are they going to make when everybody, no matter what console or handheld device you're on, can join their mates on a server that's being paid for anyway? Yeah. You know, so the incentive's there to purchase that pack anyway. So. Yeah, but anyway, if you've got an Xbox, that's what you're up for. All right, now, look, as I was saying before we got uh, sidetracked on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> now, this story, uh, this story is about a story that I thought should never have happened. Like, who cares? This thing, you would have seen it on the TV. You would have heard it on the radio. It's on the ABC radio. Seriously, who cares? Now, look, probably only East Coast people would have probably got the story. But anyway, it's the Optus phone bug. Like for goodness' sakes, <laughs> it's um, it, 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 it's whatever accidentally synced itself with the New South Wales time clock, so everyone woke up an hour early. Like so, like so what? And then this thought, is a really good example why you don't set your phone to auto update the time. <laughs> but look, I know why you do because I found it handy when I was over in the in America. You know, like it just I didn't have to worry about changing it. But look, I've, that's why you but, have dual clock turned on. <laughs> yes, but don't these people, they wake up an hour earlier and the, the, the sky's oh, falling in. Oh, it's dark. In. I must yes. be late for work. <laughs> yeah, well, and the sky's <laughs> falling in. But like, and then, it made, then I, I read the story a bit more, got more information about it, and it was because people actually turned up to work. They actually yeah. got up, had brekkie, got in the car, and drove to work. And enough of these people did it because they're saying that in, in Brisbane, there was traffic an hour earlier and all this stuff. I mean, yeah. don't they have by a the clock? Time, by the time I got to work, there was no traffic. I'm like, what's going on? It wasn't until I got to work and listened to the radio, I found out that that's what had happened. I'm like, okay, I've got my alarm that goes off on my phone, which isn't set to auto-update anyway. But even if it was, I've got a clock in the lounge room. Yeah. I've got a clock in the kitchen. Yes. I've got a clock on the computer in the computer yes. room. There's a clock on the TV when I turn the TV on. There's yeah. one in my car. There's, I mean, <laughs> that's right. There, there's because oh, my my thought process. I'm thinking, don't these people have clocks? And I think, no. okay, microwave clock, oven yeah. clock. Surely to goodness. But anyway, the biggest hubbubaloo ever that you've ever seen in your whole life. It, the the sky fell in. Hey, no, no. Uh, the biggest hubbubaloo was when every iPhone on the planet woke everybody up at <laughs> four o'clock in the morning or whatever it was on January first. That was. Well, what, well, if you well, if you got woken up at four o'clock in the morning on January first, your New Year's Eve wasn't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> you should have already still been awake. Yeah. Or it wasn't a wake up alarm; it was a time to go to bed alarm. Yeah. Or uh, you should have been dead to the world, and nothing should have woken you up. <laughs> but, but I just love the way that they 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 apologise for it um, due to a technical issue. Um, uh, mobile clocks changed an hour ahead. We've fixed this issue this morning, so all mobiles are now back to the accurate times. Optus apologises to any customers who experienced any, any inconvenience. Yeah, it's hopeless. Like, that's hopeless. Oh, that's right. It was uh, 2010, the bug in iOS 4 that woke up. Um, yeah, that's right. That went off daylight saving an extra hour a day early than it should have, so the same thing happened. But mm. it's like, really, like, I could, yeah, like, I this, what, none of the school... None. You didn't notice school buses not on the road yet. You didn't notice, you know, the bakery on the corner wasn't open because you're too damn early. Like, mm. oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> Listening to some of the anecdotes on the radio was absolutely brilliant. 
Yeah. One uh, of the one of the guys woke up an hour early and noticed it was dark outside, so he checked his phone and he you know got went to the toilet and stuff and they look at the one on the computer and said, Oh, okay, I'm an hour early. Anyway, so he's, he went back to bed and his wife had woke up and said, Oh, we're an hour early. And then they sort of looked at each other and, <laughs> and got it off the next hour. So <laughs> he what, said, So what else is there to do? To do that more occasionally. <laughs> yeah, you see him, you see him programming his clock, change time yeah, zone. He's, he's, every day, just change it. <laughs> Now, um, yeah, so anyway, the hubbubaloo happened. Uh, Optus posted a Facebook message and they offered a free cup of coffee uh, to subscribers who showed their smartphones to baristas at a, at a certain cafe in Brisbane. And Virgin, they also, because they run off the Optus network, apparently they got hit by the same little technicality or technical hitch. Uh, Virgin offered to deliver a meal to vulnerable people living in Australia if users uploaded pictures of their own earlier than normal morning lattes. Oh, like, seriously? Turn it up. Turn What's going to happen if everybody sleeps in an hour? Well, you think getting up an hour really was bad. What happens when you got to sleep in for an extra hour? Yeah, I know. Now, maybe the sky will fall in again. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's my little fun thing of the week. I just that story was just a non. It was on ABC Radio even. For, it was everywhere. It was, it was everywhere. for like two days. Yeah. It wasn't just a ten minute story either. No, it was just poor people getting up an hour early and actually getting on with their life an hour. <laughs> it's just stupid. Anyway, uh, what is what else? Will what else you got? Please. Um, well, there's a, there's a couple I was looking at, um, which I just accidently clicked. Oh, dang it. What did I do with it? <laughs> um, this is just me feeling dead air because I just closed the two stories I was looking at um, and my browser has locked up. So would you like to do another story? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't have any more. But look, I let do. Me. <laughs> I've got two more that I wanted to do. I just cannot find where my browser has just done weird things. I'm clicking on links and it's not. It's actually... That's all right. Okay. Oh. This all started just before the show when he sent me a link to the Google Doc for the show notes and my virus scanner decided, that's a virus. I'm going to close everything you have open and just double check everything. So, of course, it did that and then I had random YouTube videos playing. I had browsers that wouldn't open. I <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah, as soon as the um, show's about to start, things go <laughs> wrong, don't they? It, so, always, it always goes yeah. on that. Uh, look, I've got uh, look. I've just got the news, the news.com.au. And where's their technology section? Let's see, this is breaking. Hey? This is breaking news. What's what do we got here? There's uh, one. I was, I was, one that I find interesting because uh, obviously having multiple graphics card and things in my computer, I find graphics fascinating. Um, but Samsung has actually started to mass produce the world's first eight gig graphics um, RAM chips. So. What were traditionally, you know, two and four meg video cards? Four meg are fairly common in gaming now. Two meg's sort of the, the lowest you'll you'll pretty much get on on pretty much any card now. Um, and they're not just they're not just um, you know normal eight gig chips. The standard four gig ones are sort of you know DDR five or something like that. But these ones now um, are faster. Um, they're DRAM chips instead of DDR5. So instead of 7 gigabytes per second, they have a throughput of 8 gigabytes a second. Um, and this is also going to be used in laptops. Now, currently, laptops generally run about DDR3 memory chips, which is about yep. 2 gigabytes a second or thereabouts. It hits, it hits its limit. Now, tell me, can I just interrupt you there for a second? Because I've, mm -hmm. I've got a question. I don't know if you'll know or not. But why is it when you go to buy RAM chips, what is the difference between the DDR3 that you buy mm -hmm. and then... 
the Apple DDR3. Um, one's oh. got an Apple logo on it. Oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> and it's probably cost three times as much because it's got an Apple logo on it. I don't know. In the <laughs> old days, um, nothing. In the standard RAM, I don't know. I'm talking about up until... I think the last Apple I worked on was like the G5 or whatever it was. And they took standard RAM. You could buy the Apple RAM, but they also took standard oh, sorry, RAM. This is, um, sorry, this is for laptops. Uh, so, well, same, yeah, that era. It was yeah. the same thing. Like it would still work. There was there was no difference in RAM. I don't know about the new ones. I can't comment on them. I haven't done them. But I know up until about – well, actually, my nephew's laptop, his had a um, – the what are they, the, all the first of the aluminium unibody ones or whatever they were. Right. Uh, he had one of those, and that just had standard standard DDR three yeah. RAM. It had nothing nothing special yeah, in it. Look, I think it does have error corrects better or something. But I'm going to find out. I'm going to write that down and ask Michael on Tuesday night on the yeah, Aussie Mac zone. You'll we know. upgraded his from the standard four gig to eight gig or something, and it never hmm. never even noticed the difference. Hmm. But yeah, so basically, the, the short answer, the short thing of this story is that um, just to get an idea of of what we're sort of talking about with um, the speed. So the new one's going to be the DRAM. Um, it has a, a, a limit of 64 gig per second, which is you know eight times faster than anything available on the market at the moment, which if you put that into perspective, that's like processing 12 full high-def DVDs or Blu-rays per second. Yeah, that, right. That wow. much data. It's effectively that... That sort of throughput, so it mm. can do 12 DVDs per second in throughput of data. So if you've ever copied a DVD to your hard drive, yeah, and takes on a good system takes five minutes. Yeah, it's doing 12 of those a second. But it, so, but <laughs> but it's not copying that. No, you, no, but that that much data is yes, moving through, through your it. system yeah, right, just yes. through the graphics card. Yeah, not through the rest of the system. That's just the graphics card. Yeah. So. The the reason they're doing this is what they're doing, trying to do is take a lot of back in the old days. Here we go with the old tech geeks, old old fart geeks, cool? old, old, old geek. fart geeks, old geek farts. I don't know something. Um, <laughs> I think old fart geeks is what old geek farts do. I think um, so. <laughs> but um, yeah, back in the old days, you had, for example, a three eight six motherboard. You get a three eight six SX and a three eight six DX. The difference was one had what they called a mass coprocessor and one didn't. So in the SX, it didn't have a mass coprocessor for you to calculate mathematical equations, whether it be via a game or back in the day via a big spreadsheet, would be noticeably slower because the CPU was doing all this work. So then it got to the point where the math coprocessor was built onto the CPU. System sort of got fast enough and nobody noticed. And then there's sort of a bottleneck happening again where all this mathematical processing that's occurring was now being done on the CPU and it was loading up the CPU and not allowing it to do a lot of the other things it required to do. So it's sort of come full circle again. Now they're actually they're, they're what they call a GPU now, uh, which is a graphical processing unit and it's built onto your video card. So your video card now um, does a lot of the things that your CPU used to do. So mm. a lot of the mathematical equations, a lot of the rendering and stuff is actually... Um, calculated on the GPU now, if they can make that card faster and faster and faster and faster, it can take more and more and more load off your CPU. So that basically means that if you're doing things like video processing and, and HD video processing, things like that, instead of using all six or eight or however many cores of your processor you've got to do this work, 
your video cards can now do this work and allow you to do other things on your processor. Mm. So that's sort of the, the main reason I'm so excited about this because at the moment for me to do a one-hour show in 720p to render it for YouTube, yep. um, actually I haven't done it on this system. On my old computer, which was a six-core processor, it used to take um, almost real time, almost you know an hour for an hour yep. by the time I encoded it and processed it. Yeah. I did do a 20-minute video on this in 1080p the other day that I put up on YouTube on this particular computer because I actually have four video cards on this computer and they share the load between them. It actually did a 20-minute 1080p 60 frame a second video in about five minutes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. Four, so, but my CPU cards. is still sitting at like 80%. The mm. idea behind this is it's going to do that in a couple of minutes and my CPU is not going to move and I can do other things while I'm doing it. Yes, well, I'd be interested in that. the end result of that experiment because... Um, so. Yeah, I'll see if I can speed. Yeah, four video cards is that's almost enough. I can run eight monitors, and which is you know that's nearly enough. enough now. You only got two eyes, Will. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, but they go like this. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, selfie dolls. Oh right, <laughs> yes, uh, hungry and Hungarian toy well, make selfie sticks, like you know, like this one. You got one? <laughs> I got one for Christmas. This I, is my GoPro, but yeah, it's the same uh, same sort of deal. It's a selfie stick, expand, expandable, and I couldn't get the Bluetooth know. working though. The little Bluetooth remote on mine. I have to try it again. Uh, the the Hungarian toy company is offering clients a chance to make a doll from your selfie. There you go. <laughs> I guess it depends entirely on what part of your selfie you took. Well. <laughs> <laughs> get one. Of what the, sort of doll you want? I guess. Oh, you might get a penal notice if you don't stop there. <laughs> if you keep going down that track. Now, if research reveals men who take selfies are more likely to possess psychopathic tendencies, oh no! What does this oh. mean if you get a doll made in your self selfies likeness? The scary thing is this concept isn't blah blah blah. Hungarian toy company is now offering clients the chance to ex- eternalize their selfies in the form of a plush doll. The company's website says the look-alike selfie dolls are made after real people with keeping the characteristics of the doll. Look, that's something I'd do. I would do that. See, see what I look like as a doll. Would you, Will? Would you do that? I have enough trouble looking at myself in the mirror. <laughs> For an additional cost, clients can have trademark items or pets handcrafted and shipped with the finished product. The selfie dolls, oh, I won't be getting one, which start from $95. <laughs> going, you know you want to. Not at 95, that's stuff that, which is a small price to pay for any See? narcissist. There you go. Selfie doll, Will. They do look cute, though. Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not looking at one of me, obviously, but I'm looking at this. I was going to say, you're not looking at your own doll, are you? Yeah. You're oh, not at all narcissistic. Oh, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know this recent Sony film? That uh, that was you know the the North Korean they up in arms about it and you know look I tell you the funny that well in the real world once you start crying about something that's it you're gone you protest about something you're finished everyone's just going to bag you so now anyway so North Korea they had a big cry about this movie so now. Uh, we've got now these Islamic State hackers. We've got these hackers mm-hmm. now against these ISIS people and they're calling Kim Jong-un a crying pig after hacking Air Corio's Facebook page or something. 
they go going crazy. They just so they they're putting pictures up all over the place of uh, a crying Kim Jong Un. Um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, and, I know it's pretty pathetic, really. And they're like, you know, and I saw an, uh, what was it that those that mob anonymous? They reckon. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, they're pissed. They are, aren't they? They're not they're not Ooh. happy with the the ISIS. They're, they're, they're tracking them down, though, yeah, right? Yeah, don't worry about ISIS. Don't, <laughs> just don't piss off Anonymous. <laughs> That's right. If you want to have a look at the video that Anonymous made, just go to YouTube, Anonymous YouTube, you'll see it. And it's all about there. They're going, oh, uh, we're going to get every one of your accounts. We'll just crack it. We'll just tell everyone where you are and blah, they blah, blah. They did it by the time they had the video out. Yeah, they probably what they had done it. Or they probably did. Do <laughs> no, they it. probably did. They probably already had it done. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be surprised. They're, well, they're not going to tell you what they're going to do. Make people bump up the security. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Then say, hey, look, what we're yeah. going to do, and then wait for you to spend a heap of money bumping up security. And they go, oh, here, boy, here's all that data, by the way. Yeah, here's what we took <laughs> before you spent all that money. But I wonder if these anonymous. I wonder who they are, right? Like, if they're where do they live or what are they? Where do they operate out of a bunker? Well, if you know, they weren't they, anonymous. People would know where they are. Well, I know, a but I them, just wonder. Um, you know? well, was it last year that kid got arrested for being supposedly part of an anonymous? But uh, see, the thing is, too, there's anonymous and then there's anonymous sympathizers or supporters. Like, there's a lot of people who do a lot of the, the hack work for them mm. who aren't technically. It's like any, any, you know, any organization, whether it be from a drug lord through to his minions, whether it be a, a corporation, you've always got the head guys who very, very few people in the real world know who these head guys are yeah. or have access to these head guys. And then you've got like the CEOs and the two ICs and then you've got like the general managers, then the area manager, then the local manager, then the store manager, then the, the little underling who actually <laughs> does all the work. It's, it's no different whether it's a corporation, um, a mob, a, a drug cartel or whatever. They all run on the same premise and that is to protect the people who actually you know, who are the, the uh, I guess at the end of the day, the ones doing the high yard is in the case of Anonymous. That's mm. not always the case in business. but um, And their whole thing relies on the fact that people don't know who they are because if they did, well, that, well, well, yeah, well they're not going to be anonymous, are they? Well, they'd be stopped. And and look, in certain in certain cases, you know, I'm just watching the dog. She's scratching around. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, she's having a sleep. Oh, no, I've got to be careful. You know, we don't want any little accidents. And um, yeah, but look, well, from you or the dog? Oh, both. <laughs> now, for, now the look. Yeah, look. You know, they're, they're doing the wrong thing, aren't they? They're hacking in the sunny. They're doing the wrong thing. They they they're criminals. They they are criminals. Yeah. Got, I mean, they are, but they're the. It's not like they're hacking into my bank account and taking my money. No, they're only they're not. They don't just randomly on a whim decide, hey, we're going to pick on you today. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah, I suppose if you do, yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. I know. but I th- they're, no, they're no more malicious or no more terrifying than any government in any Western country. They, they have no, you know, they probably have more power and probably more responsibility than the average government actually because they actually care about what they do and they only do the thing, they only do, they have reasons to do what they do. Yeah, well, at least they're showing restraint. Then maybe they're showing restraint that they're not uh, hacking into your bank account. Will I mean they could? I would sure without a problem at all. They could shut down the entire internet without even thinking about it. Yeah, it must be some smart little cookies. You know, like I but, wonder what they what they do. I wonder who they are. Will we? A ever lot know? of them would be just like the Matrix is a classic example. 
guy goes to work every day, does his thing at work, then comes home and does what he does at home. It would be, in a lot of the cases, a lot of the people who would be doing exactly the same thing. They would just go and do their daily routine that they do. They catch a train to work. They have their lattes. They go home. Mm. You know, once they get home or to their place of opportunity, that's where the things change. But uh, you might meet them down the street and have a conversation with them on a daily basis and you would never know. No. But now, listen, before we go, oh, have you finished? You got any more stories there, Will? Um, no, you're right. No, I'm just, you sure? I've got a few, but you're good. You, you no, do I was your gonna, thing. I was, no, I was just going to go off on, a, on a, something completely different. Just to give you... You're going to go off into a tangent. That'd be highly unusual. Well, I'll go. I'll go anyway. My- <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say quickly, um, we're talking about before about, uh, was it the British government wanting to censor certain apps? And the Australian government for the last few years in various guises has said the same thing. We're going to block, you know, digital policy crap. But basically mm. now... Google, Facebook, eBay, um, Yahoo 7, uh, a few other of the major sort of players in the Australian internet has basically said, um, why? So basically, we provide a service and we didn't provide it for you to block it. We provide it for it to be accessible. Hmm. Um, So if you block that site, if your government blocks that site, um, it's basically you're going to come up against Google, Facebook, eBay, all these companies who could actually buy the Australian government without even <laughs> breaking a sweat. It's going cheap um, at the moment. They're pretty much going to say, well, you're affecting our business, so we're now going, this is now a business matter, and we're going to basically take you to court um, for loss of income. And in the case of someone like Google who... Obviously, their entire business is based on internet throughput. Um, but they're doing it, they're not just doing it because of that, they're doing it as well because they're basically saying the industry is concerned that there is no limit to this process. Okay, well, they're blocking yes. things that they seem harmful or whatever now. But yeah. if you start allowing that, That's right. then where does that stop? Exactly. So they're basically saying, okay, well, let's something offends stop this now. Somebody, anything, something offends somebody. Yeah. Yeah, So So basically, what they're saying now is, let us, (laughs) because the Australian government is so bright. Actually, I just read a quote that I completely forgot about. Remember ages ago when the American government wanted to shut down a particular website and they they blocked the IP address and they shut down like Amazon and all these other ones that use this IP address. Yes. Um, Well, there's a quote here from the um, Australian um, from ATSIC basically, which is the Australian, I guess, what consumer of internet sort of controllers, I suppose. Um, (laughs) Our internal reviews identified that the ATSIC teams requesting S313 blocks, which is the the part of the law they're using to block these websites, were not aware that blocking a single IP address can ban multiple websites. These are the people who are running our internet. They're not aware that blocking an IP address (laughs) can block multiple websites. Could block thousands. (laughs) <laughs> I don't you know? even can't no. even you comprehend can't, where to begin how wrong that is these people determine what we can see on the internet and yeah. they don't even know how the internet works like that I suppose yeah. <laughs> exactly like that <laughs> well, look, well what do you what do you think of the I don't know you probably haven't watched it the, the fast four tennis it's 
well, I watched. I unfortunately only got to see about the first uh, two games or whatever it was, and the entire channel was it Channel Seven has it nine. Um, Channel Nine has it. The entire Channel Nine was like broken, and there was no commentary and no anything for those first two hours. <laughs> so unfortunately, I missed out on a lot of the experience. But yeah. I have heard, and it looks like it's a really good concept. I'm not a huge tennis fan because it can drag on for hours. Yeah. But I love same with cricket. I love 2020 because it just happens, yeah. and I think this will be the same thing. I'll actually sit down and watch this because you know you've only got to spend you know an hour or whatever watching it. It's yeah. going to be fun. It's a little bit more lighthearted than traditional game. It's more enjoyable. The commentators are on the ball. They have, you know, guest speakers or guest commentators or they have people mic'd up or whatever. So I think it's um, managed properly. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Look, I, I haven't watched too much of it, but I did watch a bit last night. And, yeah, it was it, it looked pretty good to me. Like, I didn't know, I didn't like the colour of the chair, the, the king chair or the whatever. <laughs> the the, the winner's You know? Well, what was it? The winner's chair or whatever it was. <laughs> What do they call it? I don't even know what they do. Umpire? No, not the umpires. What are you talking about? You know when the person who wins the 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 four yeah. the, the four games, well, they get to sit in the chair. Okay, well, see, I haven't seen that much of it yet. Right, and it looks like a, like, <laughs> I've got a, it looks like a throne. And uh, like, okay. And if you if you're out there for so long, maybe you might wish it was a throne. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is. That's it. That's a, it that's a dual be. purpose. <laughs> well, that's right. The game's so fast that doubles as a throne. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, I, th- I think it'll be good fun once once they get a few things sorted. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and people have one. Their lives are generally a lot busier now, and people do have shorter attention spans. So, not just games, but. Industries have to adapt to take care of that, so even, I think they're they're yeah. going about it the right way, you know. But even like it's just like a uh, you get to see all the stars in one night. Or, yeah, you know, that's like, right. I mean, and all that. But it, it's just that, that's the cool part about twenty twenty as well. Mm. You get to see people who only come out and play a couple of overs, and they go out there and they go burko, and it's great fun watching these older players just go nuts. Yeah. Look, I'm not sure when the tw- this this fast four finishes or whatever it is, but if you can catch it, have a look at it. It's worth a look at. It's uh, it's pretty what well, the old old fashioned round robin style of a a game, mm. you know. So that you have four games, the winner stays on, the loser nicks off, someone else comes in. And then you have another four games and the winner stays, sits in the king's chair, <laughs> and so forth. All right. Uh, well, that's about all we've got, uh, Will. Uh, so uh, we'll have to uh, bid you a good day. So we'll see you next week. Oh, um, oh I thought you were I, muted. But, uh, d- but, wait, uh, wait, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, assuming my computer hasn't self-imploded and created a minor black hole at that point, yes. All right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for making up, uh, making my life easier, and so I didn't have to talk to myself. So that's good. No worries. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. No, oh, no, it's not pretty. It'd be a short show, wouldn't it? Boring. Remember there was that there was that one time, and it just no, you just don't want to know. No, it just imploded. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, we should have. Uh, I think we might have Eric. Definitely, probably have Shane back next week. So uh, that's good, and maybe. Yep. Maybe you will. We'll see how it all pans and, and, out. And don't forget too, you know I have to do this. Keep an eye out. Go to obsidianloft.com. Check out our YouTube channel to get, and also on iTunes, you can get our podcast, If Everything Minecraft. Um, and also you can do um, uh, oldfartgeeks.com and once again, YouTube and on iTunes. If you want to learn and have a giggle about old tech, um, like five meg hard drives that literally required a forklift to be unloaded from a um, Goonie Bird. 
Um, mm. So, yeah, that's pretty neat. So don't forget to check those out, guys. Yeah. We much appreciate it. We really enjoy the support we do get, and we'd love to continue these podcasts. And you, you even get to learn new funny words like Goonie Bird. So <laughs> you don't know what a, a Goonie Bird is? No. DC-7, a Dakota. Right. Yeah, what? big big aeroplane. It's called a Goonie Bird because it kind of looks strange when it flies. Oh, I thought it Matt's might be like a... World, World War Two planes. Um, yeah, Goonie Bird, Dakotas, DC Sevens. They've got all these different names. Every country called them something different, but they are basically the backbone of the entire war operation. I thought it might have been a flying wine cask or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> it may be. Wine you've had. It depends if the cask empty or full. I suppose. <laughs> oh, full, please, sir. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. Well, that's uh, that's it from us this week. So I hope you have a good week and I hope you have a a good week coming. So until next time, thank you and bye from all of us. Ta-da. See ya.